Listening wow. to the Lannisters. Um, um, no, we're no. wait. Who's Jamie? I'm Jamie. You're Cersei. I'm Terry. You're the evil twin. I'm so Cersei. You're Cersei. Oh, does that? Oh, God, why? <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> by the time all y'all are listening to this episode, you've probably seen the finale of Game of Thrones, which is on tonight, and you either love it or hate it. But, but hey, it doesn't matter. The show's behind us. That's it. The yeah. whole thing's over. Okay. And we appreciate you listening to our episode shortly after wrapping up the season finale. Today, we have a special treat for you. Yes, we do. The treat is this. Get ready. Don't. Are you ready? There's another episode of Game of Thrones, and we have access to it now. What? That's... I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, but what we do have access to is an exclusive catch-up interview with Kyle Bergman, founder of Swoveralls, who we actually caught up with this weekend at a live event that he helped host. If you haven't listened to our original episode with Kyle, go to our website, click on episodes or open up iTunes, scroll all the way down to episode 44, how Kyle Bergman sold six figures in sweatpant overalls while working full-time and going to school. His story is really awesome. But since then, he got on Shark Tank and we had an opportunity to chat with him at a live event this week about what actually happens after you get on a nationally syndicated TV show. So take a listen to our conversation with Kyle Bergman. Well done, but my question is, Kyle, you've been on Shark Tank since we last talked. When we talked, you had about 200, maybe $250,000 in sales for about a year. And tell us what has happened since you aired on Shark Tank a couple weeks ago. I feel like this is like Shark Tank follow-up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Sergey Vadim, it's a pleasure to see both of you again. Uh, so I, I, since seeing you guys, I have passed through the Shark Tank fire, and I live to tell the tale. And I have a little bit over $350,000 in sales since it's aired. Wow. Um, significant traffic to my website. The tragedy of sometimes having the opportunity to be on Shark Tank is that they notify you about three to four weeks prior to your episode filming. When you're in the apparel industry, like I am making sweatpant overalls, that is not enough time to make enough inventory for what could be the demand that you'll see. So I had a lot of traffic to my website, had to offer pre-order, and as a result, um, I'm retargeting people, and it's been an, an incredible awareness opportunity for my company. Um, an amazing start to chapter two, uh, and yeah, I, I'm just really excited for what happens next. So talk to us a little bit about what happens once the comp- company matures a little bit like this, where you realize that sometimes when you have an uptick in demand, you have to catch up with supply as a founder, and you're you're still a solo founder, so you're doing everything yourself. You certainly have assembled a team around you to help you on a part-time basis with all the marketing activities and everything else that you're doing. But as you progress at this company, and by the way, you just you're about to graduate next week from your NYU MBA Stern program and join an accelerator program. Um, tell us a little bit about how you think about this business now versus how you thought about this business maybe six months ago. What have you learned? So the two things that are keeping me up at night right now are how am I going to build a team 
and what does my runway look like from a cash standpoint? About six months ago or so, it, it was just purely cash. But now as I continue to scale and the responsibilities not only become greater in depth, but also in breadth, I only have two arms. And until I can find a scientist that can help me clone more arms and, and more brains, I need to work on building a team. And so I'll actually use this opportunity to send out a job posting to your listeners. If anyone is an expert in product development or operations management, those are two areas where I've been able to kind of fake it till I make it up to this point. But now I'm looking for experts there that can kind of complement my skill set and also help cover the blind spots that I have. Okay, so first of all, do you think that this is going to be the same person that has the skill set to do product development and operations management? And then, I'm assuming product development in terms of uh, physical product, like the clothing that you have. Uh, but can you speak to a little bit what you look for in this person and how you're going to uh, make sure that the talent that you're bringing on is on par and actually makes sense for where you are and what you need? It, it's a great question. And uh, to answer your first question, uh, no, I think these are two separate people. When I talk about product development, I'm talking about someone who has a lot of experience with textiles, fabric sourcing, actually garment making, making patterns, making tech packs. These are things and, and words that I'm using now that were foreign to me about 18 months ago when I started this endeavor. Uh, and as far as what I'm looking for in someone, I, I'm looking for a, a track record of success, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you graduated from college with a degree or that you have a graduate degree. It just means that whatever you do, you succeed at it. And I've actually been thinking out loud. I mean, I, I spoke with Sergey recently about how to do some sort of litmus test with the people that could be a part of the Swoverall camp. And I think one of the things is like, whoever gets to the final round of interview with me, we're going to be jumping out of an airplane together. And if they jump out, then, you know, I think we'll be ready to take next steps. Kyle actually wanted them to jump out of an airplane and spend uh, four days in the woods with him, which I don't know what would happen in the woods, but it is definitely uh, an interesting way to test an employee. Uh, well, there you go. So even though Kyle had the experience in the clothing industry beforehand, as a individual contributor and manager at other companies that are large companies, now that he started his own company, the game has changed a little bit. You are learning so much about what it's like to actually build a team from the ground up, and you cannot be a sole founder forever. You have to build a team around you, which is what you're learning right now. And actually finding the right people is is not an easy task, right? And just to clarify, I mean, Kyle, from the outside looking in, I can tell that you're good at finding people that can do certain tasks for you, that can execute against certain things. But obviously now you need somebody that's actually part of the core team. And that's a little bit different because they kind of need to be in there for the long haul and really believe in the vision and you have to sell them on that as well. So for those of you that are listening that are maybe solo founders or anything, and you know what, I can take care of all this stuff myself. Uh, realize that maybe you can start uh, delegating a little bit in the beginning, but eventually it makes it much easier and it takes away a lot of pain if you can find somebody that has true skin in the game and can actually execute on things that you no longer can because honestly there's not enough time in the day to do every single little thing. So any final thoughts or words about what it would take to be somebody that Kyle might potentially hire at some point for the great Fantastic and the Swoverall's brand? Well, I think finding people to work for an early stage startup is, it's more intimate than, than finding a girlfriend or maybe finding someone that you just want to hang out with. More intimate. More intimate, yeah, more intimate. Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, for me personally, if, if I'm gonna bring you onto the team, then you're getting into the foxhole. 
and you got enemies coming from every different angle. You have the, the competitors, that the traditional competitors that people think of. You have financial competitors. You also have, I think, what plagues a lot of people that leave companies is what can stem from a toxic environment. It's just like, is there something better that I want to do? And so I want to find people that are so in love with my mission and my purpose that they're not they're not doing it for me they're not doing it to pay their new york city shoebox rent they're doing it because of something bigger and those are the type of people that i would love to work with because over the last year and a half or so that's how i have found the why or the purpose for why i i want to keep doing this myself and i agree with kyle 100 and honestly i mean if you don't have an idea of your own or maybe nothing that you are excited about maybe you're the type of person that wants to join and help somebody else out but it is a serious decision and you have to be ready to make some sacrifices the foxhole analogy is actually really good because ultimately i mean there might be some pain that you're putting yourself through but the reward is worth it and you get some tangible uh, impact that you're making based on the work that you do which unfortunately most other jobs don't offer uh, but opportunities like this do it is a little bit risky but it's also incredibly rewarding and uh, you know what we don't have we all have limited time on this earth so you might as well do something that you care about so I agree with you 100% this person actually really has to care about this thing that you're trying to create yes and I think if you join Kyle Bergman and the team you're going to have a good time at minimum and hopefully you'll be part of a company that actually scales and grows and you're going to be able to grow with it Kyle how can people get in touch with you if they do want to apply if they do want to show how they could be a good contribution to the team. So they can visit swoveralls.com, www.swoveralls.com, and go to the contact page. All those emails go to me. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can slide into my DMs, or <laughs> you can email me, kyle at thegreatfantastic.co. Um, I respond to every email, and I look forward to hearing to your listeners. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say www. since about 2004, but Kyle <laughs> just did right here. And hey, listen, if you want to talk to a startup, you just learned that if you go to their contact us page or about us page, they probably are looking at it, and they're probably going to respond. Kyle Bregman, thank you so much for coming again on the show. Thanks for having me, guys.